His and Hers Horror features two adults discussing horror movies, serial killers, and other spooky content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to His and Hers Horror. My name is Tia. And I'm David. And this week, we're... So we're in a really weird mood. <laughs> oh no, not again. It's... No. Okay, so I, I, I'm... Listen, I'm sorry. But... So clearly, David and I are in America. Yeah. And we're recording this on the same day that the election results have finally come through. Yes, it's been a long week. It's been a very long week, and I'm just so fucking happy right now. I'm yeah. so fucking hypey, you guys. We had an idea of what we were going to do for today, and then I was just like, I could not focus. Yeah. I was like, I need to do something else. So we're going to do another random body parts. So nothing heavy like last week. No. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm still a little depressed from last week. <laughs> no, this week is going to be just super chill. Just an, a, another us talking about stuff we like and dislike in the horror genre, but without a specific thing in mind. No set motif. It's going to be a buffet of excitement and mm-hmm. potential regrets. Well, maybe. I don't know what you have... I, so basically, the way I did this is I posed three questions to mm-hmm. David, and we each have our answers. Yeah. I don't know what his answers are, and he doesn't know what my answers no are. No clue. So our reactions could be buck wild. <laughs> Who knows? I am Who buck knows? wild. Yay, it's going to be a great day. I scared one of my coworkers when I came into work today. Oh, really? Because I was just like in such a good mood. I was like, what's up, man? How's it going? It's a great day. And he's like, what? What is wrong with you? And I'm just like, dude, it's a great day. It's a great day in America. Well, it's I mean, it's not. We still we still have we a lot still of have issues a couple. To work we out, still have but. a lot of issues to work out and we still have a couple months. <laughs> but still. But the light at the end of the tunnel is there. I can see it. I just I, I just have to keep pedaling. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So before we get into it, dun 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 dun. This week in horror. <laughs> I love that. I know, right? Like, and, and honestly, I feel like this is. I just did it like way more. <laughs> I had a lot of energy just now. I've had I've had sugar, you guys. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a high energy episode today. High energy. High energy. I've had a cherry limeade. It's going to be great. We're going to be all chill, but high energy. Well, listen, I know. Listen. It'll be fine, folks. It, it'll be great. Strap in. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. So this week in horror? Well, here's the thing. So the actual piece of news you actually found. Oh, you don't have... Okay. Well, no. We, so we can talk about it. You told me about it, but I didn't want to steal your thunder Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, go go ahead. You took all the action on it. I just found it. I couldn't find a thing on this movie. I, um, some folks have sort of a special passion for a particular actor in the mostly horror community. I'm sure he does other stuff, but... Uh, he does. There's an actor. 
His name is... Devin Sawa. Yes. And there's apparently a movie that's coming out in, like, December 18th? December is what I saw, yeah. Uh, in select theaters and streaming services and video on demand. However, I can't find any information other than a tiny blurb about it. I found, yeah, I found a article about it that had, like, an accompanying poster. Mm-hmm. But... I, I can't find a trailer or anything. So it's called Hunter Hunter. Not to be um, confused with any type of anime. Yeah, not to be confused with Hunter x Hunter, the anime. Or Monster Hunter, the video game. Or it's, movie. Or movie. It's Hunter Hunter. And Devin Sawa's in it. Uh, Nick Stahl is also in mm-hmm. it. And from what I... So it's basically... What did I see? There's like a family of fur trappers. Right. And they come across some strange man in the woods and that's pretty much all we know about it right now there's not even a trailer like we looked and i finally was just like i tweeted at devin sawa because that's the kind of dork i am and who knows maybe he'll reply who knows if you don't follow devin sawa on twitter i highly recommend it he's freaking hilarious he's the best Mm -hmm. the other piece of horror news that we have this week we have a patreon now and uh I'm real excited about it. Yes. We already have two patrons. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Patron shoutouts will be done towards the end of the episode. So yeah. this will be the first episode with patron shoutouts. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's all happening so fast. I, I mean, know. Granted, we've been doing this for like six months, but. Right. But we've been talking about starting a Patreon for a little bit and just kind of, I finally just decided last week, I was like, fuck it, we're going to do it. We're not going to be able to like, get better equipment and and move on to do some of the exciting stuff that we want to do without some kind of support. Right. And I mean, you know, when, when or if things ever get to be where people can get together in groups again. Yeah. You know, that could also go towards some good networking stuff like at PodCon or something. Right. Exactly. Going to con. Oh my God. There are so many good cons I would love to go to. So yeah, our Patreon currently has three tiers. So at the, the base tier is $5 a month. That's our zombie army tier. Uh, you get a patron shout out on the air, which we'll do those at the yeah. end of this episode. You also get a personal email of thanks from us. Yeah. And when I say personal email of thanks, I don't mean just like a standard email. That's like, yeah, it's, 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 I, it's I write it out as it happens. Yeah. So it's per, it's a personal email to you. I promise they're shorter than her notes. They are. <laughs> The longest one I wrote was to a top tier, mm-hmm. our top tier patron, and that was because of, there was extra stuff I had to include. Right. So tier two uh, is called Ghostly Presence. You get the same benefits as the first tier, but you also get a private fan discord that I've started. Yeah. So basically, if you are level two or higher, you get that discord link, and that includes being able to have chats with other h2 horror fans and david and i are in there as well yeah tier two is ten dollars a month and the final tier interestingly enough is called final girl it's fitting it is i did that on purpose and uh, so in addition to the stuff you get from the first two tiers you also get at our top tier level you get what i call a patron pick Mm-hmm. So basically, if you are at tier three, which is the final girl's $20 a month at that level, you get a patron pick, which means you get to recommend a topic or a film for us to cover. We actually already have one person at that level. 
And so basically, if you are at the $20 level, I'll send you an email, be like, hey, this is the month that you get to do your pick. What do you want us to do? And then we will make that freaking awesome for you. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be patreon.com slash h2horrorcast. If you want to support us, it would be awesome. Uh, If you can't, we totally understand. Yeah. Trust us. We also like we have people that we support on Patreon or on Twitch that we sub to. And so we absolutely know that like you may want to support us, but maybe not necessarily be able to afford it. Please do not feel like you owe us anything. Worst comes to worst, if you can just give us like some sort of a review or recommend us to a friend you think might be interested. Yeah. That would be great, too. Spread the word. Exactly. Did you have anything else? Yeah, I had that that music video. Oh, shit. Okay, go for it. So I caught wind of a music video that's stirring up a little bit of controversy. It's it's disturbing in the, you know, if you think like 90s industrial music video type feel. Okay. The imagery is tough to watch. It's from a band uh, called Dawn of Ashes, which I did not hear about until, like, today. Okay. It's a song off of their new album that actually released in July of this year called uh, The Antinomian. All right. The The song is called Sleep Paralysis, so, I mean... Is that so- the video you played while I was yeah. typing up my shit? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I, I really want to see this because... All I saw was this blurb about a controversial music video, but it's a music video that, you know, uses elements of visual horror. Some folks were saying it was reminiscent of, like, H.R. Geiger and uh, and Clive Barker. Okay. But the, the music video itself uses some footage of events going on specifically, mostly in the States, but also um, outside the country uh, that reflect on corruption police brutality and human rights so that okay. some of the imagery is um rough rough i mean it's brief but it's like oh god no don't, please don't show me but at the same time you know there is this message that plays at the end of the video that basically is is their mission statement saying this is why we made this video you know to say hey this shit's got to stop right which it does and that's one thing i kind of love about i mean you know, it, it's like you see someone in in uh, what most casual folks would call, you know, a scary outfit or, you know, someone super gothed up and stuff. And they're just one of the sweetest people you've ever met, you know? Yeah, I think we've mentioned that we've had that conversation before. I think we've even talked about it on the air before. Mm-hmm. It's like the people in the horror community are just like some of the nicest people. Yeah. Like, granted, you know, occasionally, like, you'll have, like, one asshole, but... For the most part, they're the nicest people. They're just, we're just like one big community. Mm-hmm. And like, we all support each other. A lot of horror content creators I know are vegetarian or vegan, or, you know, they're also, you know, human rights activists. They're just, they're just like, yeah, we care about people. Like, we may like to watch scary movies and stuff, but we care about, about people. What the world needs now is more horror in film and other medium rather than inflicting it on the rest of the world right seriously but yeah uh, i mean if and you know this music isn't quite i mean it was maybe when i was in my teens and i was a bit more angsty but i mean i could appreciate the video for what it was it's very early tool yeah yeah i i was also feeling like uh yeah it it reminded me of the stuff i was watching in the 90s early tool nine inch nails 
uh, Skinny Puppy. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, again, the uh, the song's called Sleep Paralysis from the band Dawn of Ashes, if you want to check out the video. Okay. I mean, it's less than four minutes long, so yeah, it's a recommendation I can give you that won't waste all of your time. Yeah. And since we're mentioning uh, stuff to watch online real quick, mm-hmm. we were introduced by our friend Lucas to a new horror YouTuber. Mm-hmm. So check out Thrill House of Horror. Alex, she's got a lot of really cool videos. She's got some true crime, some horror recommendations and reviews, that kind of deal. Kind of along the same vein as like Nightmare Maven and Spooky Astronaut and Carnage Candy. But everybody's got their own spin on it. And, yeah. and that I super appreciate. It's not, I don't know. Well, I love her stuff. It's like most people like French fries, but everyone has their favorite place to get French fries. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, if you haven't found what flavor suits you best, you know, check her out. Uh, yeah. I literally binge watched her channel this morning. While playing Fallout? <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, I think that's it for this, for this week in horror. Are, are we ready to jump into it now? Let's jump into it. So, you told everybody, you know, you basically gave yeah. three things that we're going to look at. Three, yeah. So, I basically, I had a couple questions. Well, not even questions. Just kind of like jumping off points. Right. If that makes any kind of sense. So, the first jumping off point I kind of want to go into, just because I wrote all my shit down in order. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about horror films that you will never watch again. Ooh. For yeah. whatever reason. So... When I, when I think about a horror film I will never watch again, either it's something that I found so disturbing that I don't want to put myself through that in a second time, or like I hated it or the ending pissed me off or something like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh my God, that's so gross. I can't. It's, oh my God, I fucking hated that. I won't. Right. Kind right. of thing. So... I will probably have to explain some of my picks. Sure. Just because some of them are falling on one side and some of them fall on the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So my first thing I have, as far as like horror films, I will never watch again. Pretty much anything by Takashi Miike. Oh. So no, no, here's the thing. I will watch it once. And then once I've seen it, I'm good. Fair. (laughs) Fair. So you're not ruling out Takashi Miike. No. You're just, you're just saying... Once I've seen a particular movie of his, I don't need to watch it a second time. I will... I, I've i seen Audition, mm-hmm. so I'm good. Fair. <laughs> I've seen Imprint, so I'm good. It's not something I want to watch over and over again. It's not a Sunday afternoon relaxing horror movie kind right. of experience. Right. Folding laundry and watching some Takashi no. Miike. That, no. that doesn't really mesh well. Uh-uh. No. No. That's not a thing. Because I, I, I appreciate what he does for the horror genre. And he's got other films. He doesn't do just horror. But that's kind of the thing that he's known for. Yeah. At least in the States. And his stuff is just so brutal that, like, you really need, after you watch one of his movies, you need some sort of a palate cleanser. Yeah. But it's beautifully framed brutality. It is. It's beautifully shot. The stories are compelling. It's just, it's rough most of the time. Yeah. And I know when we watched Audition, like, it was like watching a, a sporting event with you. You know, you're, you're you're sitting there going, but why? Why? I mean, you just... You just... <laughs> Don't the, do that. The, the level of frustration that Tia had with, with the main protagonist was palpable. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the next one I have, do we want to just do mine and then yeah, we can do yours? Yeah. Sure. 
So the next one I have, and you're going to understand, and our audience is going to understand too, because we've talked about this fucking movie before. Okay, so that's one on my list too. The Devil Inside? Yep, fuck yeah. that movie. Fuck that movie. I'm still so mad that we paid money to go see that in theaters. Mm-hmm. And it could have been good. It's mm-hmm. the ending. That fucking ending where it just, there's a car crash and then it just stops. And then it's like, for more information, go to this website. Fuck you with that shit, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if it was a special on like a TV, like a TV series or something to hook you for, for you know, the, you know waiting for the next episode to come out. Right. I would get that. But this is this is a movie, and it's like that that they pulled that they did that with Blair Witch back in the day, but it was back it was like original then, and even like they kind of did one of those kind of things with the first Paranormal Activity, where it was like cops found Mika's body this day and Katie's still missing. Uh, right, but it didn't direct you to a fucking website right, that's no like, longer it's it's no longer valid. Yeah. So anybody who went work. and watched that movie or, or bought that movie for someone mm-hmm. or bought it for themselves, they can't, they can't even show it to somebody and be like, all right, now go check out the website. Four yeah. Four not found. You know, I mean. Yeah. No. Fuck that movie. No. I got, I'm so angry at it. So next I have The Human Centipede. Mm. Specifically the second one. Oh. Because, no, the second one's fucking gross. Like, as... I felt as as far as horror goes, seeing an amateur do the surgery was much more terrifying than seeing a doctor do it. But, I mean, I just could. But I was so weird. But this is w- never watch again. Yeah, I've already seen the fucking thing. Right. Whereas, so I would actually be willing. So I know we've mentioned this before. Our niece is mm-hmm. very it really likes scary movies, and I have already promised her that when she's older. If there's something she wants to see, she can come over to our house and watch it with and we'll watch it with her. Yeah. So if my niece, when she's an adult or a, basically for her, she'd have to be an adult. She'd for have this to one. be at least 21 because I would want to have want her to have a beer for, for this movie. Um, I if she said that she wanted to watch the first human centipede with us, I would go ahead and watch it again with her. Mm. But if she then was like, okay, let's watch the second one. I'd be like, no, you're on your own for that one. I'll stick around, but uh, I'm just going to eat, you know, eat chips and laugh. No, I, I can't with it. I haven't even bothered with a third one. No, I don't. I think most of the world hasn't. I, 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 it's like, I kind of get what Tom six was going for, but like at the same time, just, just fucking stop. Just calm down. Yeah. Just don't. The last one I have on my horror films that I will never... Well, I don't think you've seen this one. So I would be willing... I guess I would be willing to watch it if you wanted to watch it. Okay. But if you don't, then I don't need to ever watch it again. Mm -hmm. And that is The Girl Next Door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You have seen it? Yeah. Okay, good. Then I never need to watch it. There you go. So it's loosely based on the Sylvia Likens case Mm -hmm. but it's even more brutal than the actual case because to my knowledge in the actual case i don't recall there being any genital mutilation Mm. Uh, at least nothing that i've read but there is in the movie the girl next door if you decide you want to watch the girl next door you guys need to be sure that you are looking for the the girl next door that is based on the i believe it's based on a jack ketchum book 
Mm-hmm. Not the one with Alicia Cuthbert and Emile Hirsch where she plays a former porn star. Right. That's a completely <laughs> That's a completely different girl next door. <laughs> different genre, different different everything. Different all the things. That's all I have right now. I'm sure like I was thinking about it and like writing this down when I was at work and I was like, mm, these are probably my main picks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some other stuff, but I just these this is what I could think of today. Right. Right, right. Well, one one of mine also was Devil Inside. Devil Inside, fuck that movie. Uh, that is the official stance of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one is Darkness Falls. Oh, yeah. Because the the thing with Darkness Falls, and don't get me wrong, I saw where they were going with it. I, I enjoyed the concept, but there wasn't a satisfying payoff. Mm-hmm. And the resolution of the film left me feel like I, I wasted my time. I think there were a lot of early 2000s horror films that were that way. I felt that way also with, uh, I think it was called Boogeyman. Mm, yeah. They were just, I don't know. There was a lot of early 2000s stuff that was just weird. Sadly, though, I mean, other than those two, I don't have a hard no for anything else. I'm I'm willing to give. My whole thing, is especially with horror, is... You know, I don't necessarily sit there and watch the same movie over and over and over again, but... Sorry. It, <laughs> well, no, it's fine. We, we've, we've all got our, our systems. But one thing I have found uh, over time is that there are movies that I didn't necessarily care for or I didn't fully understand the first time watching it, but re-watching it a couple years after or what feels like a couple years after and it turns out it was 23 years after, whatever the case. Yeah that gives new perspective on it and there's a lot of folks say you know you you can't rewatch a movie that has some sort of like hard turn twist ending but when you know the twist ending then you get to actually see all of the you get to see all of the tells all of the detail yeah and and all of the all of the stuff that says hey maybe you should have caught this one or you should have caught this information right so because a lot of times when there's when there's a big twist a lot of times you will find in a rewatch that they've been telling you the whole time. Well, that's like in, spoiler alert, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Where you find out that basically any time a spirit was around, there, there was the color red. Right. So then you watch the movie again and you're, and you're seeing the color red all over the place and you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And there was one I, I noticed, I read about this recently and I, I pointed it out to you and it made so much sense for Get Out. Yeah. When she's a Georgina, I think is the character's name. Mm-hmm. She's like playing with her hair in the window. She's adjusting her wig so that her lobotomy scar doesn't show. Yeah. But, yeah. You mentioned that. that but, that's uh, yeah. And that's also why, why the grandfather, well, who turns out to be the grandfather, that's why he's always wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. So like when, you know, the twist later going back and looking at you, you see all these extra little details. It's so great. I love when a horror director puts those clever little Easter eggs in that basically requires you watching the movie a second time. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or proactively closes anything that might be considered a plot hole until they go, that's why this. And people go, oh, Oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense now. Exactly. Yeah. So I know I initially, so horror films that we will never watch again. What about horror films that you will never watch at all? Hmm. Because I have a couple that I can think of. We, we discussed this earlier today. We were watching some of Thrill House of Horrors videos. She yeah. does a two-parter on disturbing horror films. Mm-hmm. And there are several in there that, I, that are not part of my list 
of movies that I will ever watch. There's only one, and that's just because I don't want the production company to get any money. Which one? The Serbian film. Yeah, I, I've read the plot summary, and that's enough, honestly. So, yeah, a Serbian film, I never need to see that. If someone paid me, I'd watch it. They would have to pay me a significant I, but amount. I won't, but I won't talk about it, because no. I, I, I know the, the beats and the plot points in it. Um, because I had a coworker at one point in time who wouldn't stop talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, look, dude, I don't need to hear this shit. Yeah. I'm not interested. It's not my thing. Um, if it's your thing, okay, that's well done you, I guess, but I don't need to see it. And I mean, horror is great because there are, there are flavors for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not a flavor, you know? No. Think food. That film, the concept of that film to me is a food that the sight is unappealing and the smell will gag me and I don't, it won't be tasted. No, I know I wouldn't enjoy it. So why bother? Mm. I also, I would, I would have to say that Salo is also that way. I personally would give it a shot just from a historical point of view, you know, like, you know, to say, I have seen this, you know. Yeah. I don't know. That's, they're just, there's some stuff where I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I, I'm based, I am not a fan in general of any quote, quote, horror movie that gets all of its scares from sexual assaults. Yeah, no. If that's all you've got, you can fucking miss me with that shit. I don't need it because mm-hmm. I feel it's what's the right word? Not tacky, but you, you know what I mean? It's a one note. It's a very, it's a very cheap. Yeah. it It's cheap creatively. And there's only one way it really goes. You right. Know? Because, and because really what you're, ta- what you're, you're, what, what you're literally profiting on is something that is, legitimate that happens to people every day every day now there are some films like i spit on your grave Mm -hmm. the inciting incident of her revenge is a sexual assault yes but it's not where it's basically it's not every scary thing in the movie is not assault related does that make you know what i mean oh yeah yeah i mean you could say the same for things like american mary or even irreversible yeah although i don't necessarily irreversible is one that i'm sure i'm gonna have to watch at some point but i kind of also with that that with that scene being seven minutes long Mm -hmm. i just i'm gonna have to be in a very specific mood and i'm gonna need a serious palate cleanser after oh yeah yeah some care bears or something lots of cartoons lots of very happy cartoons i don't know last time we tried to do cartoons as a palate cleanser we wound up watching the most depressing episode of adventure time ever so um so we'll do we'll do teen titans go (laughs) there's nothing depressing about teen titans go beg to differ there's nothing to listen (laughs) moving on all right so the next question i posed that was a that was what we just did that was a side note sorry about it Fuck it. No, I'm not. It's what y'all are here for. Yeah. Anyway, so there are horror films that are considered classics, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that every horror aficionado has seen everything that's considered a classic. Yeah. So 
are there horror movie quote unquote classics that you've never seen? Yes. Oh, do you want me to go first again or do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Yeah, go first. Fuck it. You want me to go first? Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, <laughs> well, several of these are more modern takes. Uh, okay. Because, I mean, you can have... I would consider, honestly... What's the... What's the fucking... Midsummer. Yeah. I would consider that a classic. It's a modern classic. It's, it's a modern classic. Yeah. I would consider Get Out a classic. But a majority of the ones I plan on seeing, uh-huh. I just haven't had a chance to. Okay. And it's a list. Okay. Let's see. There's Let the Right One In and the American remake of Let Me In. Yeah. I want to watch both of them. Yeah. Let's see. Pretty much all of the stuff that, that Bong Joon-ho put together, you know, The Host and Train to Busan. Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. You know, I want to I wanna catch up on that. Mm-hmm. My background in horror is severely lacking in a lot of... Uh, Baba and Dario Argento films. So we I say we've watched a couple. Yeah, we've watched. I mean, yeah, we've seen Suspiria. We've seen um, Blood and Black Lace. Blood and Black Lace, but it was the the bird with the crystal plumes. Bird with crystal. Bird with crystal plumage. Tenebrae. There's a lot. Yeah. And rather than having just a taste of it, I I want to I want to kind of dive into it at some point and mm-hmm. really get a feel for it because it, it's it's like you watch a detective movie. Yeah. And you go, that's what all detective movies are. No. No. What watch watch a breadth of them, and I I don't want to just watch Argento and Baba. I want to see their contemporaries also within like within Fulci the. And... Yeah, you know, I want to know more about Giallo. Yeah. That's I'm super excited. Shutter's actually adding a bunch of Bava stuff at the end of this month. Cool. So I'm also embarrassed to say that I have not seen Ringu. I also haven't. I've only seen the American remake, which I mean, granted, is is good. It's not bad as but, far as J horror remakes go. But with my connection to J- Japan and my love for Japan, I'm sad that I have not seen it yet. And I mean, it's. It, it's it been out for like uh, 20, 22 years. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> uh, also, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yes. That's been on my list to watch since it came out in 2014. Yeah. There's a lot of foreign horror films that we need to get more into because I would love to do a whole episode on French Extremity. I would love to do a whole episode on Giallo and the German expressionist horror film movement. It, it, we just, we'll get there. I also have one, <laughs> one more new, really new film and one classic, classic, classic. Okay. That I haven't seen. And I'd like to check off my list at least in the next couple months. Okay. Go for it. The more recent one is the lighthouse. Yeah. That just looks bonker balls, batshit crazy. Awesome. It does. It looks real fucking weird. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, and it was directed by uh, Robert Eggers. Yeah. It's black and white. It takes place in a lighthouse. It's very weird. It's uh, Insanity ensues. It's, it's another one of those ones, well, because Willem Dafoe does just kind of whatever he feels like, but Robert Pattinson has seemed like he's on this tear 
ever since he ever since the Twilight franchise ended to do any project that is as fucking far from Edward Cullen as he possibly can. And I fucking love it. Yeah. And that's given him I feel like this has actually been a great thing for him. I mean, I'm not trying to speak for him, but to have iconic role like Daniel Radcliffe with Harry Potter and whatnot. Yeah. For for these actors to be able to, to say, you know what? I've been pigeonholed into this. Everyone's going to look at me and say, I'm this character. Let's just (laughs) jump off the fucking deep end and see where we land. Let's do Equus live in London. Yes. (laughs) Um, But it just looks so atmospherically haunting. Yeah. And I've had to live and work with the same people for a long period of time before when I was in the Navy. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine just me and another person and having to just deal with their shit. Yeah. Because the odds of you getting along with the person you're assigned with, it, it's a coin toss. So Right. It's it's not like, well, I'm going to go home now. It's, well, I'm still here now. You live with that person. Yeah. yeah. The classic uh, is 1973's Don't Look Now. Yes. Um, it's it's uh. one of those ones, every time I see it like mentioned in in a video review or something like that, I look at it and I go, Someday. I Someday. S- I started to watch it at some point before you and I met, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't get into it, but I was young and stupid then. Well, and you, so <laughs> you had a different I, palette. I was not as... I, I didn't get artsier horror films mm-hmm. back in the day. Like, even now, there are some stuff that's considered a little artsier that I'm like, I may not enjoy it, but I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like... I mentioned. I know I've mentioned this before. The Witch. Right. I didn't necessarily love that movie, but I appreciated it for the story it was trying to tell, and it was very pretty. It was very well shot. When you rewatch it from the theory that they're all just hallucinating, because I I have a theory mm-hmm. that they all have ergotism oh. from eating that corn. Because their corn is, there's clearly something wrong with their corn. So I'm wondering, I'm like, maybe it got that, it got infected mm. with ergot. And one of the side effects of ergotism is hallucinations. Right. That's actually one of the prevailing theories of um, the Salem Witch Trials. Right. So that, my, my whole theory is maybe they're just hallucinating. Maybe nothing that's. Because we're seeing it through their eyes. Right. So So they're unreliable narrators. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. How about you? I I went on a whole tear. No, you're fine. You're fine. Well, there's technically a lot, but I just have like three little notes. As far as quote unquote classic horror movies that I've never seen, I realized this year that to my knowledge... I have never seen any of the Universal monster horror films. So Dracula with Bela Lugosi and the Wolfman and Creature from the Black Lagoon. I haven't seen any of those. Wow. So like the Lon Chaney stuff. And no. The, and, yeah. Oh, wow. The closest to that I have seen is I know they reprised their roles in the Abbott and Costello meet. The- <laughs> Oh my god, he's so annoyed with me right now. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not annoyed. I'm sad. I'm sad. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like I say, to my knowledge, 
because it's entirely possible I could have watched one when I was a kid and just not remembered it. But at the same time, I don't know where I would have. You know what I mean? I have also, as far as Hitchcock films go, Mm -hmm. I've seen Psycho. Right. I've seen The Birds. Mm -hmm. I've seen Rear Window. Rear Window is actually one of my favorites. Yeah. I've never seen Vertigo. Oh, we should check it out. Yeah, we should. It's at least very beautiful. And I love Jimmy Stewart, so I don't know why I've never seen it. But it's just not something I've ever gravitated towards. Because Psycho and Birds, you can almost watch by accident, you know? And Rear Window, we actually watched... So in high school, the only club that I was really part of was Film Society. And it was basically just we would get together once a month and watch some sort of classic movie or something that was like more indie or art house. And that's kind of when I started getting into film. And one, I think it was during the month of October one year, uh, we watched Rear Window. Nice. And I loved it. It was so, it's, it is my favorite Hitchcock. The other thing that I have that I have not really seen any of mm-hmm. are Vincent Price's horror catalog. Mm. I've, I've seen bits and pieces but I haven't seen a lot. I Mask of the Red Death, Pit in the Pendulum, all of those. I, I've seen The Haunting of Hill House. That's but that's it as far as like classic Vincent Price horror films. I would also really love to watch the go back and watch the Christopher Lee Dracula oh, yeah. films. Like the Hammer films and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I just Vincent Price is the one that I re- that really stuck out in my brain is I should see more of his stuff. Because he's from he's from Missouri. He's from St. Louis. Right. Like, so I feel like I should should have or should watch more of his stuff mm-hmm. just because like Missouri represent, you know, Re- retroactively support your local artist. Right. Exactly. But that's all I have, basically, mm. as far as class. I know it's a travesty to have a horror podcast and not seen. So- well, but then again, like. Hardly. You know, I can guarantee you we have listeners that don't even know who the hell Vincent Price is. They might be saying, is that the guy that talks in the background in Thriller? It is, actually. (laughs) Well, because it is, but yeah. Oh, gosh. He has such a great voice, or had such a great voice. Rest in in peace, sir. I I say rest in peace. He's He's been gone a while. Yeah. So the last thing that I have for this episode of Random Body Parts... Mm hmm is least favorite horror subgenre. Now, I kind of went into that a little bit like a few minutes ago because we were talking about like sexual assault as horror. Yeah, kind films. of using that as the exploitation. As, exactly. Right. So that that's one of mine. I hate films that do that. But the other thing that I am not a fan of is extreme body horror. Right. I it just Anything with manipulate, like the human body not looking the way it's, I don't want to say supposed to look, but you know what I mean. Right. So disfigurement, um, especially mutilation, things like that. Yeah. So like, I know I've said before, like society, I don't need to watch society. I, I, I no, no, thank you. Yeah, but butt faces. No, I don't need it. No. (laughs) Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of Eraserhead. I don't ever... It just just skeeves me out. I get it. I get it. 
especially when it's when it comes to if it's done with practical effects. Mm-hmm. Because there's just something I, and again, I know I've said this before, there's just a certain realness to good practical effects, which is the whole point. Which is the whole point, but it also puts in my mind of like this could happen to you. This could happen to you. This is a thing that could happen to you. And that it just oh god, I can't. Ugh, my skin is crawling. Uh, oh god. Okay. Okay. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> oh god. Ugh, thinking of talking about it, it's making me think about it, and I'm, it's making me gro- feel gross. All right. Well, let's, what's yours? Let's move on quick. So these are <laughs> these are genres or subgenres that uh, that just, we don't like. Well, you talked about the ones you don't like. Yeah. I don't have a problem with really any of that. Yeah, my whole the, my whole thing yeah. with the exploitation thing. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to use a food analogy because. We may disagree on everything, but we all eat. If you have food that is just flavored, it's just salt flavor. It's just just tastes like salt. Mm-hmm. Is that what you really want to eat all the time? You can have salt in it and have other flavors, other seasonings, other spices. Bring some different components in to, to give it you know, a richness or, or an acidity or something like that. Then we'll talk. But if it's, but if it's going to be salt for salt's sake... Or heat for heat's sake, if you want to talk, you know, spicy level of something. Yeah. That's that's not really for me. So, I mean, really, one-note horror, uh, or I, I really don't like using this word, but I'm going to use it, and I'll just take the flack for it. Lazy horror. Yeah. A movie with 70 jump scares is not a horror movie. It is an asshole older brother trying to scare you in a car ride. Yeah. That, it just gets grating. After about the fourth and ten minutes, you're like, that's going to move. You're like, fucking stop. Now that's going to happen. And and it desensitizes you to it, and then it's just a boring movie. Yeah. Also, can we please stop taking another culture and using that as the motif for the scary thing? You know, oh, look, this weird thing in this culture. If you're, if you're going to do that, do it locally with actors from that country or culture. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be sending some some white girl out to be in a Japanese horror movie. If it's taking place in Japan, can we have some Japanese people, please? Or in Colombia or wherever. You know, let's let's stop trying to make the culture the scary thing and make the scary thing the scary thing. Yeah. I don't really know. You're better at figuring out what the hell a subgenre that would be. But I would just no, put I that. No, I got that. No. I, Actually, you know what? I'm just going to say lazy fucking horror pisses me off. Yeah. Do your research. Do your background. You know, oh, this ancient curse. You know what? If it takes place in modern times, show me someone fucking looking it up on Google. If they're not Googling up this, this, Googling up. (laughs) If they're not Googling this situation or actually doing the research, then I, I can't believe your movie. Yeah. I, mean, I get annoyed at the misinterpretation of certain cultures' folklore mm-hmm. and it being exploited yeah. for a white audience, like or maybe not even necessarily a white audience, but a predominantly American audience. Like, um, God, what's one? Like this year's The Curse of La Llorona mm. kind of did that, and there's uh, there's others where just like. It doesn't really do the actual legend justice, and it just completely... And granted, I'm saying this from the standpoint of 
I I am also I am a white American <laughs> with European heritage. So I I am not an authority on La Llorona or any other f- folklore thing. But I just think if you're going to use a particular thing as your as the basis for your horror film, you need to really do the research and not dumb it down. Yeah. Don't insult your audience, basically. Don't yeah. assume that we're all idiots. Because we're not. We're not. <laughs> Especially in the horror, like, a horror audience, we tend to be very, very smart. Pretty smart, pretty discerning when it comes to what we take in. And yeah, we may occasionally like just like a, a good, dumb popcorn horror film. But I also like stuff that doesn't assume that just because I'm American, that means I'm an idiot. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, and and I've said it before in previous episodes when I did the demonic possession episode. If you're going to use a demon and you're going to actually go with it, put the right fucking sigil in it. Research it and do the right one. Or like a movie using just like random runes that don't make any sense. Yeah, that shit just pisses me off. If you're going to do that, you may as well just, you know, write Hasbro on it or something. Well, right. Okay, maybe not Hasbro. You know, Acme. Just the at symbol, something like that. <laughs> it's at hashtag. Yeah, as as a... This is going to sound very weird to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Maybe. As someone who is Wiccan... I am so fucking sick of the evil witch horror film. I'm really tired of it. And I am also not a fan of horror films that use paganism or Wicca as like their weird little catch-all fix-it thing. Yeah. The misinterpretation really irritates me it like really goes back to do your fucking research folks. it does that's like well like they were talking about like the new the the craft legacy just came out which we'll i'll talk about that at some point I'm not in the mood right now but like the original craft they were like oh we got an actual wiccan to come in it's like which one because a bunch of the shit that they had i was like that doesn't no, none of that makes any kind of sense. I don't know any Wiccans that do this shit. Yeah, and it wasn't following any kind of, I mean... It may have been teenage girl Wiccanism, but it wasn't... <laughs> well, I it mean... It wasn't real Wicca. You know, you get into a debate of what, what is real Wicca, and a lot, of, a lot of stuff there, you know, in a lot of different pagan rites, you know, you're right. looking at... I mean, like, how many Wiccans do you know that do light as a feather, stiff as a board? Uh, it's a kid's game. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> Light as a feather, stiff, stiff as a board. Putting some of your blood into a wine glass and drinking it. Shit, not right now. No. <laughs> no. Fuck that shit. No. Yeah. I went off on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's going to do it for us this week. We have our Patreon shout We do. We have our Patreon shout outs. Patreon shout outs. So, <laughs> shut up. Don't, listen, you like my stupid little songs. You know you do. I know. I just, I had no idea what it was going to be. In. I, I didn't either, honestly. Like, literally just, just made it up. And I probably won't do it every time. It might be different every time. It might Who be different. Knows? I might not do a song. I'm wild. I'm a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> 
I zigged when he thought I was going to zag. Keep him guessing. Ah, those zag nuts. <laughs> so uh, at the $5 tier, uh, currently the solo member of our zombie horde is Lizzie, a.k.a. Carnage Candy. Thank you very much for your patron support. And the other one we have is uh, my mom, Teresa. So <laughs> she is at the $20 level. And so she is our only final girl currently. And she has already submitted her Patreon uh, patron pick. Yeah. Uh, so that will be coming in January uh, since we've already got everything else planned for the rest of this year. But thank you for she she said she wanted to support us publicly, which I just thought was so sweet. Oh. <laughs> I love your mom. I love my mom, too. <laughs> I mean, your, your, your dad's awesome, too. I love your dad, too. But my dad doesn't my dad doesn't listen as much. Well, currently, it's just my mom that listens. Fair. But support us through Patreon. You know, it really helps us get to where we can get better equipment, better equipment, merch, eventually get merch, which then will pay forward to Patreons. potentially. Yeah. So, so I mean, really helping us help you enjoy stuff that then helps us. Yeah, it, it, it's a cycle. It basically just it it helps us to be able to make a better show for you. Yeah, which ultimately is what we want. Yeah. Again, I know I said this at the beginning of the episode. If you are not at a place right now where you can donate on our Patreon page, we totally understand. We've been there, so we get oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Do not feel like you're like you're obligated to. Mm. If at some point you want to, go for it. Yeah. But another way you can support us is if you listen through Apple Podcasts, leaving us a review. That also helps us out in the algorithms, basically. If you know any friends who might enjoy this weird thing that we do once a week. <laughs> yeah, downloads also help. So. Yeah, that too. Recommendations, anything, anything like that also helps us out. You can also follow us on Twitter mm -hmm. at H2HorrorCast. We also have a Facebook page. If you have any any film recommendations or feedback, I think we're still going to take those for now. Yeah, I mean, see, there, the big difference there is one is a recommendation rather than saying, I'm calling the shot. And that and that's where the, the final girl right. says... You that's know, the difference a between shot. a that's a difference between a patron pick and just a recommendation. The patron pick we have to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can send those to h2horrorcast at gmail.com. I check it every day. I'm on our Twitter multiple times a day. And uh yeah, that I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Yeah. Are you good? Oh yeah. This has been a very eventful day. It has been. Oh my god. So you guys stay safe. You know, I, the best way I have to describe the feeling when you told me uh -huh. is the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy when Baby Groot is dancing around to uh, Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra. She was legit dancing for like five minutes and she's like, hang on, yes. I got to put on music. This is great. Uh, um, my dancing's not that bad. No, it's not. But still. <laughs> love you. I love you too. Fuck damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So until next time, I'm Tia. I'm still David. Thank you for listening. Bye. Music for this episode was Out of Time by Shane Ivers of Silverman Sound. Our artwork was created by Catherine Nixon.